यूनिट टू द अर्थ चैप्टर टू द ऑरिजिन एंड इवोल्यूशन ऑफ द अर्थ डू रिमेंबर द नर्सरी राइम ट्विंकल ट्विंकल लिटल स्टार स्टारी नाइट्स हैव ऑलवेज अट्रैक्टेड सीन्स द चाइल्डहुड यू मे ऑल्सो हैव थॉट ऑफ दिस स्टार्स एंड हैड न्यूमरस क्वेश्चन इन योर माइंड क्वेश्चन सच एज हाउ मेनी स्टार्स आर देयर इन द स्काई हाउ डिड दे कम इन टू एग्जिस्टेंस कैन वन रीच द एंड ऑफ द स्काई मे बी मोर सच क्वेश्चन आर स्टिल देयर इन योर माइंड इन दिस चैप्टर यू विल लर्न हाउ दिस ट्विंकलिंग लिटिल स्टार्स वेयर फॉर्म्ड with you with that you will eventually also read the story of origin and evolution of the earth early theories origin of the earth a large number of hypotheses were put forth by different philosophers and scientists regarding the origin of the earth one of the earlier and popular arguments was by german philosopher immanuel kant mathematician laplace revised it in 1796 it is also known as nebula nebular hypothesis the hypothesis considered that the planets were formed out of a cloud of material associated with a youthful sun which was slowly rotating later in 1900 chamberlain and molton considered that a wandering star approached the sun as a result a cigar shaped extension of material was separated from the solar surface as the passing star moved away the material separated from the solar surface continued to revolve around the sun and it slowly condensed into planets sir james jeans and later sir harold jeffrey supported this argument at a later date the arguments considered of a companion to the sun to have been coexisting these arguments are called binary theories in 1950 otto smith in russia and karl weiskar in germany somewhat revised the nebular hypothesis though differing in details they considered that the sun was surrounded by solar nebula containing mostly the hydrogen and helium along with what may be termed as dust the friction and collision of particles led to formation of a disk shaped cloud and planets were formed through the process of accretion accretion means the coming together and cohesion of matter under the influence of gravitation to form larger bodies mostly it means addition however scientists in later period took up the problems of origin of universe rather than that of just the earth or the planets modern theories origin of the universe the most popular argument regarding the origin of the universe is the big bang theory it is also known it is also called expanding universe hypothesis edwin hubble in 1920 provide evidence that the universe is expanding as time passes galaxies move further and further apart you can experiment and find what does the expanding universe mean take a balloon and mark some points on it to represent the galaxies now if you start inflating the balloon the points marked on the balloon will appear to be moving away from each other as the balloon expands similarly the distance between the galaxies is also found to be increasing and thereby the universe is considered to be expanding however you will find that besides the increase in distance between the points on the balloon the point themselves are expanding this is not in accordance with the fact scientists believe that though the space between the galaxies is increasing observations do not support the expansion of galaxies so the balloon example is partially correct the big bang theory considers the following stages in the development of the universe in the beginning all matter forming the universe existed in one place in the form of a tiny ball or singular atom with an unimaginably small volume infinite temperature and infinite density at the big bang the tiny ball exploded violently this is stage 2 this leads to a huge expansion it is now generally accepted that the event of the big bang took place 13.7 billion years before the present the expansion continues even to the present day as it grew some energy was converted into matter there was particularly rapid expansion within fractions of a second after the bang therefore the expansion has slowed down 
within first 3 minutes from the big bang event the first atom began to form within 3 lakh years from the big bang temperature dropped to 4500 kelvin and gave rise to atomic matter the universe became transparent the expansion of universe means increase in space between the galaxies an alternative to this was hoyle's concept of steady state hoyle's cons- concept of steady steady state theory is a view that universe is always expanding but maintaining a constant average density matter being continuously created to form new stars and galaxies as at the same rate that old ones become unobservable as a consequence of their increasing distance and velocity of recession back to the book it considered the universe to be roughly the same at any point of time however with greater evidence becoming available about the expanding universe scientific community at present favors argument of expanding universe the star formation the distribution of matter and energy was not even in early universe these initial density differences gave rise to differences in gravitational forces and it caused the matter to get drawn together this formed the basis of development of galaxies a galaxy contain a large number of stars galaxies spread over vast distances that are measured in thousands of light years the diameters of individual galaxies range from 80000 to 150000 light years a galaxy starts to form by accumulation of hydrogen gas in the form of a large cloud called nebula eventually growing nebula develops localized clumps of gas these clumps continue to grow even to denser gaseous bodies giving rise to formation of stars the formation of stars is believed to have taken place some 5 to 6 billion years ago a light year is a measure of distance and not of time light travels at a speed of 3 lakh kilometer per second considering this the distance the light will travel in the year is taken to be one light year this equals to 9.461 into 10 to the power 12 km the mean distance between sun and the earth is 149,598,000 km in terms of light years it is 8.311 minutes formation of planets the following are considered to be the stages in the development of planets the stars are localized lumps the stars are localized lumps of gases within a nebula the gravitational force within the nebula leads to the formation of a core to the gas cloud and a huge rotating disk of gas and dust develops around the gas core stage 2 in the next stage the gas clouds starts getting condensed and matter around the core develops into small rounded objects these small rounded objects by the process of cohesion develop into what is called planet simmels large bodies starts form forming by collisions and gravitational attractions causes the material to stick together planet simmels are a large number of smaller bodies in the final stage these large number of small planet simmels accrete to form of your large bodies in the form of planets our solar system our solar system consists of eight planets the nebula from which our solar system is supposed to have been formed started its collapse and core formation sometime 5 to 5.6 billion years ago and the planets were formed about 4.6 billion years ago our solar system consists of the sun the star the eight planets 63 moons millions of smaller bodies like asteroids and comets and huge quantities of dust grains and gases one of the eight planets mercury venus earth and mars are called as the inner planets as they lie between the sun and the belt of asteroids the other four planets are called outer planets alternatively the first four are called terrestrial meaning earth like as they are made up of rock and metals and have relatively high densities the rest four are called jovian or gas giant planets jovian means jupiter like most of them are much larger than the terrestrial planets and 
and have thick atmosphere mostly of helium and hydrogen all the planets were formed in the same period sometime around about 4.6 billion years ago till recently that is august 2006 pluto was considered a planet however in a meeting in the international astronomical union a decision was taken that pluto like other celestial objects 2003 ub 313 discovered in recent past may be called dwarf planet some data regarding the solar system are given in the box below the distance of mercury 0.387 density 5.44 radius 0.383 satellites 0 i will go with the sequence of distance density radius satellites venus 0.723 earth one astronomical unit 5.517 gram per cubic centimeter 1 kilometer equatorial radius of satellite is 1 mars 1.524 astronomical unit 3.954 gram per cubic centimeter 0.533 equatorial radius and two satellites jupiter 5.203 astronomical unit 1.33 gram per cubic centimeter 11.19 equatorial radius about 53 satellites saturn 9.539 astronomical unit 0.70 gram per cubic centimeter 9.460 equatorial radius about 53 satellites 19.182 astronomical unit 1.17 gram per cubic centimeter 4.11 equatorial radius about 27 satellites neptune 30.058 astronomical unit 1.66 gram per cubic centimeter 3.88 equatorial radius 13 satellites the next question is why are the inner planets rocky while others are mostly in gaseous form the terrestrial planets were formed in the close vicinity of the planet parent star where it was too warm for gases on the surface to condense to solid particles the solar winds was most intense near the sun so it blew off lots of gases and dust from the surface of the terrestrial planets the solar winds were not all that intense to cause similar removal of gases from the jovian planets the terrestrial planets are smaller and their lower gravity lower gravity could not hold the escaping gases because of which mostly the outer planets are in gaseous forms so basically the difference between terrestrial and jovian planets can be attributed to the following condition the terrestrial planets were formed in the close vicinity of the parent star where it was too warm for gases to condense to solid particles jovian planets were formed at quite a distant location the solar wind was most intense near the sun so it blew off lots of gases and dust from the terrestrial planets the solar winds were not at all that intense to cause similar removal of gases from the jovian planets the terrestrial planets are smaller and their lower gravity could not hold the escaping gases the moon the moon is the only natural satellite of the earth like the origin of the earth there have been attempts to explain how moon was formed in 1838 sir george darwin suggested that initially the earth and the moon formed a single rapidly rotating body the whole mass became a dumb self-shaped body and eventually it broke it was also suggested that the material forming the moon was separated from that we have at present and depression occupied by the pacific ocean however the present scientists do not accept either of the explanation it is now generally believed that the formation of moon as a satellite of the earth is an outcome of giant impact or what is described as the giant splat a body of the size of 1 to 3 times that of the mars collided into the earth sometime shortly after earth was formed it blasted a large part of the earth into space this portion of blasted material then continued to orbit the earth 
and eventually formed into present moon about 4.44 billion years ago evolution of the earth do you know that the planet earth initially was a barren rocky and hot object with a thin atmosphere of hydrogen and helium this is far from present day picture of the earth hence there must have been some events processes which may have caused this change from rocky barren and hot earth to a beautiful planet with ample amount of water and conducive atmosphere favoring the existence of earth in the following section you will find out how the period between 4600 million years and the present led to the evolution of life on the surface of the planet the earth was has a layered structure from the outermost end of the atmosphere to the center of the earth the material that exists is not uniform the atmosphere matter the atmospheric matter has the least density from the surface to deeper depths the earth's interior has different zones and each of these contains materials with different characteristics how was the layered structure of the earth developed evolution of lithosphere the earth was mostly in a volatile state during its primordial stage due to gradual increase in density the temperature inside has increased as a result the material inside started getting separated depending on their densities this allowed heavier materials to sink towards the center of the earth and lighter ones to move towards the surface with the passage of time it cooled further and solidified and condensed into a smaller size this later led to the development of the outer surface in the form of a crust during the formation of the moon due to the giant impact the earth was further heated up it is through the process of differentiation that the earth forming material got separated into different layers starting from the surface to the central part we have layers like the crust mantle outer core and inner core from the crust to the core the density of the material increases we shall discuss this in the in detail the properties of each layer in the next chapter evolution of atmosphere and hydrosphere the present composition of earth's atmosphere is chiefly contributed by nitrogen and oxygen you will be dealing with the composition and the structure of earth's atmosphere in chapter 8 there are three stages in the evolution of the present atmosphere the first stage is marked by the loss of primordial atmosphere in the second stage the hot interior of the earth contributed to the evolution of the atmosphere finally the composition of the atmosphere was modified by the living world through the process of photosynthesis the early atmosphere with hydrogen and helium is supposed to have been stripped off as a result of the solar winds this happened not only in case of earth but also in all the terrestrial planets which are supposed to have lost their primordial atmosphere through the impact of solar winds during the cooling of the earth gases and water vapor were released from the interior solid earth this started the evolution of present atmosphere the early atmosphere largely contained water vapor nitrogen carbon dioxide methane ammonia and very little of free oxygen the process through which the gases were output from the interior is called degassing continuous volcanic eruption contributed water vapor and gases to the atmosphere as the earth cooled the water vapor released started getting condensed the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere got dissolved in rain water and the temperature further decreased causing more condensation and more rains the rain water falling in onto the surface got collected in the depression to give rise to oceans the earth oceans were formed within 500 million years from the formation of the earth this tells us that the ocean are as old as 4000 million years sometimes around 3800 million years ago life began to evolve however around 2500 to 3000 million years before the present the process of photosynthesis got involved life was confined to the oceans for a long time oceans began to have the contribution of oxygen through the process of photosynthesis eventually oceans were saturated with oxygen and 
2000 million years ago oxygen began to flood the atmosphere origin of life the last phase in the evolution of the earth relates to the origin and evolution of life it is undoubtedly clear that initially the earth or even the atmosphere of the earth was not conducive for the development of life modern scientists refer to the origin of life as a kind of chemical reaction which first generated complex organic molecules and assembled them this assemblies was thus that they could duplicate themselves converting inanimate matter into living substance the record of life that existed on this planet in different period is found in rocks in the form of fossils the microscopic structures closely related to the present form of blue algae have been found in geological formations much older than some 3000 million years it can be assumed that life began to evolve sometime 3800 million years ago the summary of evolution of life from unicellular bacteria to the modern man is given in geological time scale on page 18 so the geological time scales have eons era period epoch ages or years before present life or major events so there is protozoic archean hadean eons origin of stars supernova under eons and under era it is cenozoic that uh, that is from 65 million years to the present time uh before that there was mesozoic that is 65 to 245 million mammals and before that there was paleozoic that is 245 to 570 million and before that it is precambrian 570 million uh, to 4800 million years ago and before that 5000 to 13700 million years ago so the uh, so the paleozoic era consists of permian carboniferous devonian silurian ordovician cambrian and mesozoic consists of cretaceous jurassic triassic cenozoic consists of tertiary and quaternary period so in paleozoic where permian was there the age is 245 to 286 million and the life here is reptile dominate replacing amphibians carboniferous 286 to 360 million first reptiles vertebrates coral colbates carboniferous colbates devonian 360 to 408 million amphibians silurian 408 to 438 million first trace of life on land plants ordovician 430 to 505 million first fish cambrian 505 to 570 million no terrestrial life marine invertebrate and proterozoic eons they have soft bodied arthropods blue algae archean and hadean also have precambrian and in this period that starts from 570 to 4800 million it has ocean and continent form ocean and atmosphere were rich in carbon monoxide and blue green algae unicellular bacteria was found and the eons where origin of stars supernova and big bang have occurred that is from 5000 to 13700 million origin of sun and origin of universe so it goes this way first it is origin of sun origin of universe atmosphere are rich in carbon dioxide oceans and continent continents form ocean and atmosphere and then blue green algae unicellular bacteria soft body arthropods no terrestrial life marine in invertebrate first fish then first trace of life on land plants amphibians then first reptiles vertebrates colbates then reptile dominate replacing amphibians and then frogs and turtles where we entered the triassic period and then age of giant dinosaurs that is jurassic extinction of dinosaurs that is cretaceous and then comes the cenozoic to the present times 
फर्स्ट कम्स द पैलियोसिन दैट इज स्मॉल मैमल्स रैट्स एंड मंस एंड देन योसिन दैट इज रैबिट्स एंड हेयर ऑलिगोसिन एंथ्रोपोइड एप मायोसिन एप फ्लावरिंग प्लांट्स एंड ट्रीज प्लायोसिन अर्ली ह्यूमन एंसेस्टर प्लेस्टोसिन होमोसेपियंस होलोसिन मॉडर्न मैन सो द क्वार्टरनरी पीरियड कंसिस्ट ऑफ होलोसिन एंड प्लेस्टोसिन एपॉक इट कंसिस्ट ऑफ मॉडर्न मैन एंड होमोसेपियंस रेस्पेक्टिवली एंड विद इन द काइजोनिक पीरियड काइजोनिक एरा देर इज टर्शरी पीरियड विच कंसिस्ट ऑफ एलियोसिन योसिन ऑलियोसिन माइगोसिन प्लायोसिन विच कंसिस्ट ऑफ फर्स्ट रैट्स एंड मामल्स दूज आर द स्मॉल मामल्स एंड देन रैबिट एंड हेयर देन आंथ्रोपोइड एप एप फ्लावरिंग प्लांट्स एंड ट्रीज आर द ह्यूमन एंसेस्टर्स बिफोर दैट दैट इज मेसोजोइक इट कंसिस्ट ऑफ ट्राइसिक जूरासिक एंड क्रिटेसिस so in triassic that is frogs and turtles jurassic age of dinosaurs cretaceous extinctions of dinosaurs cambrian ordovician silurian devonian carboniferous permian these belongs to the paleozoic era here we found the marine invertebrate and there is no terrestrial life and then we found the first fish that is ordovician period and then we found the first trace of life on land that is plant that is silurian and then we found amphibians that is part of devonian period and then we found the coal beds vertebrates carboniferous period and then reptile dominate replacing amphibians that is permian period let's discuss the question the multiple choice question which one of the following figures represent the age of the earth 4.6 million years 13.7 billion years 4.6 billion years 13.7 trillion years the answer is 4.6 billion years which one of the following has the longest duration eons period era epoch eons which one of the following is not related to the formation or modification of the present atmosphere solar winds differentiation degassing photosynthesis The answer is differentiation. Which one of the following represents the inner planet? Planets between the sun and the earth, planets between the sun and the belt of asteroids, planets in gaseous state, planets without satellites. The answer is planets between the sun and the belt of asteroids. Life on the earth appear around how many years before the present? Thirteen point seven billion, three point eight million, four point six billion, three point eight billion. answer is 3.8 billion answer the following questions in about 30 words why are terrestrial planets rocky as we already discussed <clears throat> the terrestrial planets are rocky because the terrestrial planets were formed in the close vicinity of the parent star where it was too much warm for gases to condense to solid particles <clears throat> therefore jovian planets were formed at a quite a distant location the solar winds was most intense near the sun so it blew off the lots of gases and dust from terrestrial planets the solar winds were not at all that intense to cause similar removal of gases from the jovial planet and the third reason is the terrestrial planets are smaller and their lower gravity could not hold the escaping gases that's why the terrestrial planets are rocky <clears throat> next question is what is the basic difference in the arguments related to the origin of the earth given by kant and laplace that is part a and uh, part b is chamberlain and molton immanuel um, kant immanuel kant proposed the nebular hypothesis which was later revised by the laplace in 1796 which considered that the planets were formed out of a cloud of material associated with a youthful sun which was slowly rotating and then in 1900 chamberlain and molton considered that a wandering star approached the sun as a result a cigar shaped material separated from the solar surface as the passing star moved away the material separated from the sun continued to revolve around the sun and it slowly condensed into planets what is meant by process of differentiation the process by which 
earth forming material got separated into different layers is called differentiation starting from the surface to the central parts we have layers like the crust mantle outer core and inner core from the crust to the core the density of the material increases and that's how the layered structure of the earth developed what was the nature of the earth surface initially the planet earth initially was a barren rocky and hot object with a thin atmosphere of hydrogen and helium this is far from the present day picture of the earth which is mostly contributed by nitrogen and oxygen write an explanatory note on big bang theory big bang theory it is also one of the most popular uh, argument regarding the origin of the universe it is also called expanding universe hypothesis edwin hubble in 1920 provided evidence that the universe is expanding the distance between the galaxies is also found to be increasing and thereby the universe is considered to be expanding there are various stages of uh, the development of the universe according to the big bang theory and they are in the beginning all matter forming the universe existed in one place in the form of a tiny ball or singular atom with an unimaginably small volume infinite temperature and infinite density at the big bang the tiny ball exploded violently this led to a huge expansion it is not generally accepted that the event of big bang took place in 13.7 billion years before the present the expansion continues even to the present day as it grew some energy was converted into matter there was particularly rapid expansion with frictions as a second after the bang therefore the expansion has slowed down within first 3 minutes from the big bang events the first atom began to form sorry within first 3 lakh years from the big bang the temperature dropped to 4500 kelvin and gave rise to atomic matter and the universe become transparent list the stages in evolution of earth and explain each stage in brief planet earth was initially a barren rocky and hot object with a thin atmosphere of hydrogen and helium and with this scenario uh, is for is more different than the present situation the earth now has a layered structure from outermost end of the atmosphere to the center of the earth so the stages involved in this layered structure are stage 1 the earth was mostly in a volatile state during its primordial stage due to the gradual increase in density of the temperature inside has increased as a result the metal inside started getting separated depending on their densities this allowed heavier materials like iron to sink towards the center of the earth and lighter ones to move towards the surface this passage of time it cooled with passage of time it cooled further and solidified and condensed into a smaller size which led to the formation of the crust during the formation of the moon due to the giant effect the earth was further heated up it is through the process of differentiation that the earth started forming material got separated into different layers starting from the surface to the central parts the crust mantle mantle outer core and inner core were formed this is the part of the evolution of the lithosphere second stage the evolution of atmosphere the early atmosphere with hydrogen and helium is supposed to have been stripped off as a result of the solar winds during the cooling of the earth gases and water vapor were released in from the interior solid earth which started the evolution of the present atmosphere the early atmosphere largely contained water vapor nitrogen carbon dioxide methane ammonia and very little of free oxygen the process through which the gas were outpoured from the interior is called degassing as the earth cooled the water vapor released started getting condensed the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere got dissolved in the rain water and the temperature further decreased causing more conden condensation and rains the rain water falling into the surface got collected in depression to give rise to ocean and the life was confined to ocean for a long time and the ocean began to contribute oxygen through the process of photosynthesis so the second stage involved degassing photosynthesis etc let's go to the stage 3 that is the origin of life 
the last phase in the evolution of the earth relates to the origin and evolution of life the origin of a life as a kind of chemical reaction which first generated chemical complex organic molecules and assembled them this assemblies was the such that they could duplicate themselves converting inanimate matter into living substance so these are the various stages of the evolution of the earth chapter 3 interior of the earth what do you imagine about the nature of the earth do you imagine it to be a solid ball like cricket ball or a hollow ball with a thick cover of rocks that is lithosphere have you ever seen photographs or images of a volcanic eruption on the television screen can you recollect the emergence of hot molten lava dust smoke fire and magma flowing out of the volcanic crater the interior of the earth can be understood only by indirect evidences as neither anyone has nor anyone can reach the interior of the earth the configuration of the surface of the earth is largely a product of the processes operating in the interior of the earth exogenic as well as endogenic processes are constantly shaping the landscape a proper understanding of the physiographic character of a region remains incomplete if the effects of endogenic processes are ignored human life is largely influenced by the physiography of the region therefore it is necessary that one gets acquainted with the forces that influence landscape development to understand why the earth shakes or how a tsunami waves is generated it is necessary that we know the certain details of the interior of the earth in the previous chapter you have noted that the earth forming material have been distributed in the form of layers from the crust to the core it is interesting to know how scientists have gathered information about these layers and what are the characteristics of these layers this is exactly what this chapter deals with sources of information about the interior the earth's radius is 6730 km no one can reach the center of the earth and makes observation or collect samples of the material under such conditions you may wonder how scientists tell us about the earth's interior and the type of material that exists at such depths most of our knowledge about the interior of the earth is largely based on estimates and inferences yet a part of the information is obtained through direct observations and analysis of materials direct sources the most easily available solid earth material is surface rock or the rock we get from mining areas gold mines in south africa are as deep as 3 to 4 kilometers going beyond this depth is not possible as it is very hot at this depth besides mining scientists have taken up a number of projects to penetrate deeper depths to explore the condition in crustal portions scientists world over are working on two major projects such as deep ocean drilling project and integrated ocean drilling project the deepest drill at kola in arctic ocean has so far reached a depth of 12 km this and many drilling projects deep drilling projects have provided large volume of information about the analysis of materials collected at different depths volcanic eruptions form another source of obtaining direct information as and when the molten materials or magma is thrown onto the surface of the earth during volcanic eruption it becomes available for laboratory analysis however it is difficult to ascertain the depth of the source of such magma indirect sources analysis of properties of materials indirectly provides information about the interior we know we know through the mining activity that temperature and pressure increase with the increasing distance from the surface towards the interior in the deeper depths moreover it is also known that the density of the material also increases the depth it is possible to find the rate of change of this characteristics knowing the total thickness of the earth scientists have estimated the values of temperature pressure and density of materials at different depths the details of this characteristics with reference to each layer of the interior are discussed later in this chapter another source of information are the meteors that at times reach the earth however it may be noted that the material that becomes available for analysis from meteor is not from the interior of the earth 
the material and structure observed in the in meteors are similar to that of the earth they are solid bodies developed out of material same as or similar to our planet hence this becomes yet another source of information about the interior of the earth the other indirect sources include gravitation magnetic field and seismic activity the gravitation force g is not same at different latitudes on the surface it is greater near the poles and less at the equator this is because of the distance from the center at the equator being greater than that at the poles the gravity values also differ according to the mass of material the uneven distribution of mass of material within the earth influences this value the reading of the gravity at different places is influenced by many other factors these readings differ from expected value such a difference is called gravity anomaly gravity anomalies gives us information about the distribution of mass of the material in the crust of the earth magnetic surveys also provide information about the distribution of magnetic material in the crustal portion and thus provide information about distribution of material in this part seismic activity is one of the most important source of information about the interior of the earth hence we shall discuss about it in some details earthquake the study of seismic waves provide a complete picture of the layered interior an earthquake in simple word is shaking of the earth it is a natural event it is caused due to release of energy which generates wave that travel in all direction why does the earth shake the release of energy occur along a fault the fault is a sharp break in the crustal rocks rocks along a fault tends to move in opposite directions as the overlying rocks strata press them the friction locks them together however their tendency to move apart at some point of time overcomes the friction as a result the blocks get deformed and eventually they slide past one another abruptly this causes a release of energy and the energy waves travel in all directions the point where the energy is released is called the focus of an earthquake alternatively it is called hypocenter the energy waves traveling in different direction reach the surface the point on the surface nearest to the focus is called epicenter it is the first one to experience the waves it is a point directly above the focus all natural earthquakes takes place in the lithosphere you will learn about different layers of the earth later in this chapter it is sufficient to note here the lithosphere refers to the portion of depth to up to 200 km from the surface an instrument called seismograph records the waves reaching the surface a curve of earthquake waves recorded on the seismograph is given in figure 3.1 note that the curve shows the distinct three distinct sections each representing different types of wave patterns earthquake waves are basically of two types body waves and surface waves body waves are generated due to the release of energy at the focus and move in the direction traveling through the body of the earth hence the name body waves the body waves interact with the surface rocks and generate new set of waves called surface surface waves these waves move along the surface the velocity of waves change as they travel through materials with different densities the denser the material the higher is the velocity their direction also changes as they reflect or refract when coming across materials with different densities there are two types of body waves they are called p waves and s waves p waves move faster and are first to arrive at the surface these are called primary waves the p waves are similar to sound waves they travel through gaseous liquid and solid materials s waves arrive at the surface with some time lag these are called secondary waves an important fact about s wave is that they can travel only through solid materials this characteristics of s wave is quite important it has helped scientists to understand the structure of the interior of the earth reflection causes waves to rebound whereas refraction makes waves to move in different direction the variations in direction of the waves are inferred with the help of their record on seismograph the surface waves are last to report on seismograph these waves are more destructive they cause displacement of rocks and hence the collapse of structures occurs 
propagation of earthquake waves different types of earthquake waves travel in different manners as they move or propagate they cause vibration in the body of the rocks through which they pass p waves vibrate parallel to the direction of the waves this exerts pressure on the material in the direction of propagation as a result it creates den density differences in the material leading to stretching and squeezing of the material other three waves vibrate perpendicular to the direction of the propagation the direction of vibration of s wave is perpendicular to the wave direction in the vertical plane hence they create drops and crests in the material through which they pass surface waves are considered to be the most damaging waves emergence of shadow zone earthquake waves get recorded in seismograph located at far off locations however there exist some specific areas where the waves are not reported such a zone is called the shadow zone the study of different events reveals that for each earthquake there exist an altogether different shadow zone figure 3.2 and b so the shadow zones of p and s waves it was observed that seismographs located at any distance within 105 kilo, 105 degree and from the epicenter recorded the arrival of p and s waves However, the seismographs located beyond 145 degree from epicenter recorded the arrival of P waves but not that of S waves. Thus, a zone between 105 degree and 145 degree from epicenter was identified as the shadow zone for both the types of waves. The entire zone beyond 105 degree does not receive S waves. The shadow zone of S wave is much larger than that of P waves. The shadow zone of P waves appear as a band around the earth between 105 degree and 145 degree away from epicenter. The shadow zone of S waves is not only larger in extent but it is also a large over little over 40% of the earth surface. You can draw the shadow zone of for any earthquake provided you know the location of the epicenter. Types of earthquakes. The most common ones are the tectonic earthquakes. These are generated due to sliding of rocks along a fault plane second this special class of tectonic earthquake is sometimes recognized as volcanic earthquake however these are confined to areas of active volcanoes third in the areas of intense mining activity sometimes the roofs of underground mines collapse causing minor tremors these are called collapse earthquakes ground shaking may also occur due to the explosion of chemical or nuclear devices such tremors are called explosion earthquakes the earthquakes that occur in the area of large reservoirs are referred to a reservoir induced earthquakes measuring earthquakes the earthquakes events are scaled either according to the magnitude or intensity of the shock the magnitude scale is known as the richard scale the magnitude relates to the energy released during the quake the magnitude is expressed in numbers 0 to 10. The intensity scale is named after Marcelli, an Italian seismologist. The intensity scale takes into account the visible damage caused by the event. The range of intensity scale is from 1 to 12. Effect of earthquake. Earthquake is a natural hazard. The following are the immediate hazardous effect of earthquake. Ground shaking, differential ground settlement, land and mudslides, soil liquefaction, ground lurching, avalanches, ground displacement, floods from dam and levee fillers, fire, structural collapse, falling objects, tsunami. The first six listed above. That is ground shaking, differential ground settlement, land and mudslides, soil liquefaction, ground lurching avalanches have some bearing upon landforms while others may be considered the effects causing immediate concern to the life and properties of people in the region. The effect of tsunami would occur only if the epicenter of the tremor is below oceanic waters and magnitude is sufficiently high. Tsunami are waves generated by the tremors and not an earthquake in itself. Though the actual quake activi activity lasts for a few seconds, its effects are devastating provided the magnitude of the earthquake is more than 5 on the Richard scale. Frequency of earthquake occurrences. The earthquake is a natural hazard. If a tremor of high magnitude takes place, it can cause heavy damage to the life and property of the people. However, not all the part of the globe necessarily experience major shocks. We shall be discussing the distribution of earthquakes and volcanoes with some details in the next chapter. Note that the quakes of high magnitude, that is 8 plus, are quite rare. They occur once in 1 to 2 years, whereas those of tiny types occur every almost every minute.
स्ट्रक्चर ऑफ द अर्थ इट इज द आउटर मोस्ट सॉलिड पार्ट ऑफ द अर्थ इट इज ब्रिटल इन नेचर द थिकनेस ऑफ द क्रस्ट वेरीज अंडर द ओसेनिक एंड कॉन्टिनेंटल एरियाज ओसेनिक क्रस्ट इज थिनर एज कंपेयर टू द कॉन्टिनेंटल क्रस्ट द मेन थिकनेस ऑफ द ओसेनिक क्रस्ट इज फाइव किलोमीटर वेयर एज दैट ऑफ द कॉन्टिनेंटल इज अराउंड थर्टी किलोमीटर द कॉन्टिनेंटल क्रस्ट इज थिकर इन द एरियाज ऑफ मेजर माउंटेन सिस्टम्स इट इज एज मच एज सेवेंटी किलोमीटर थिक इन द हिमालयन रीजन इट इज मेड अप ऑफ हेवियर रॉक्स हैविंग डेंसिटी ऑफ थ्री ग्राम पर क्यूबिक सेंटीमीटर दिस टाइप ऑफ रॉक फाउंड इन द ओसेनिक क्रॉस्ट इज बेसल्ट द मेन डेंसिटी ऑफ मटेरियल इन ओसेनिक क्रॉस्ट इज टू पॉइंट सेवन the mantle the portion of the interior beyond the crust is called the mantle the mantle extends from mohor's discontinuity or also known as mohorovicic discontinuity which means the boundary between the crust and mantle the mantle extends from mohor's discontinuity to a depth of 2900 km the upper portion of the mantle is called asthenosphere the word astheno means weak it is considered to be extending up to 400 km it is it's it is the main source of magma that find its way to the surface during volcanic eruption it has a density higher than the crust 3.4 g per cubic centimeter the crust and the uppermost part of the mantle are called lithosphere its thickness ranges from 10 to 200 km the lower mantle extends beyond the asthenosphere it is in solid state the core as indicated earlier the earthquake wave velocity is helped in understanding the existence of the core of the earth the core mantle boundary is located at the depth of 2900 km the outer core is in liquid state while the inner core is in solid state the density of material at the mantle core boundary is around 5 g per cubic centimeter and at the center of the earth at 6300 km the density value is around 13 g per cubic centimeter the core is made up of very heavy material mostly constituted by nickel and iron it is sometimes referred to as neaf layer that is nife layer volcanoes and volcanic landforms you may have seen photographs or pictures of volcanoes on a number of occasions a volcano is a place where gases ashes and or molten rock materials lava escape to the ground a volcano is called an active volcano if the material mentioned are being released or have been released out in the recent past the layer below the solid crust is mantle it has higher density than that of the crust the mantle contains a weaker zone called asthenosphere it is from this that the molten rocks material find their way to the surface the material in the upper mantle portion is called magma once it start moving towards the crust or it reaches the surface it is referred to as lava the material that reaches the ground includes lava flows pyroclastic debris volcanic bombs ash and dust and gases such as nitrogen compounds sulfur compounds and minor amounts of chlorine hydrogen and argon volcanoes volcanoes are classified on the basis of the nature of eruption and form developed at surface major types of volcanoes are as follows shield volcanoes bearing the basalt flows the shield volcanoes are the largest of all volcanoes on the earth the hawaiian volcanoes are the most famous examples these volcanoes are mostly made up of basalt a type of lava that is very fluid when erupted for this reason these vol- volcanoes are not steep they become explosive if somehow water gets into the vent otherwise they are character- characterized by low explosivity the upcoming lava moves in the form of a fountain and throws out of the cone at the top of vent and develops into cinder cone composite volcanoes these volcanoes are characterized by eruption of cooler and more viscous lavas than basalt these volcanoes often result in explosive eruptions also with lava large quantities of pyroclastic material and ashes find their way to the ground this material accumulates in the vicinity of the vent opening leading to formation of layers and this makes the mount mounts appear as composite volcanoes caldera These are the most explosive of the earth's volcanoes they are usually so explosive that when they erupt they tend to collapse on themselves rather than building any tall structure 
the collapsed depression are called calderas their explosiveness indicates that the magma chamber supplying the lava is not only huge but is also in close vicinity flood basalt provinces these volcanoes outpour highly fluid lava that flows for long distances some part of the world are covered by thousand of square kilometer of thick basalt lava flows there can be a series of flows with some flows attaining the thickness of more than 50 meter individual flows may extend from for hundred of kilometers the deccan traps from india presently covering most of the maharashtra plateau are a larger flood basalt province it is believed that initially the trap formation covered a much larger area than the present mid ocean ridge volcanoes these volcanoes occur in the oceanic areas this there is a system of mid ocean ridges more than 70000 km long that stretches through all the ocean basins the central portion of this ridge experiences frequent eruptions we shall be discussing this in detail in the next chapter volcanic landforms intrusive forms the lava that is released during volcanic eruptions on cooling develops into igneous rocks the cooling may also may takes place either on reaching the surface or also while lava is still in crustal portion depending on the location of the cooling of the lava igneous rocks are classified as volcanic rocks that cools at the surface and plutonic rocks that cools at the crust the lava that cools within the crustal portions assumes different forms these forms are called intrusive forms some of the forms are shown in the figure 3.5 batholiths a large body of mag- magnetic material that cools in the deeper depth of the crust develop in the form of large domes they appear on the surface only after the denudational processes remove the overlying material they cover large areas and at times assume depth that may be several kilometer these are granitic bodies batholiths are cool portions of magma chambers lacolith these are large dome shaped intrusive bodies with a level base and connected by a pipe like conduit from below it resembles the surface volcanic domes or composite volcano only these are located at deeper, deeper depths it can be regarded as the localized source of lava that finds its way to the surface the karnataka plateau is spotted with domal hills of granite rocks most of these now exfoliated are examples of lacoliths or batholiths lapoliths facoliths and seals as and when the lava moves upwards a portion of the same may tend to move in a horizontal direction wherever it takes a weak plane it may get rested in different forms in case it develops into a saucer shape concave to the sky body it is called lapolith a wavy mass of intrusive rocks at times is found in the base of the synclines or at the top of the anticline in folded igneous country such wavy materials have a definite conduit to source beneath in the form of magma chambers subsequently developed as batholiths these are called facoliths the near horizontal bodies of the intrusive igneous rocks are called shield and sheet depending or sheet depending on the thickness of the material the thinner ones are called the sheets where while the thick horizontal deposits are called shields dikes when the lava makes its way through the cracks and the fissures develop in the land it solidifies almost perpendicular to the ground it gets cooled in the same position to develop a wall like structure such structure are called dikes these are the most commonly found intrusive forms in the western maharashtra area these are considered the feeders for the eruption that led to the development of deccan traps which one of the following earthquakes is much earthquake waves is more destructive option a p waves b s waves c surface waves d none of the above answer is c surface waves which one of the following is a direct source of information about the interior of the earth a earthquake waves gravitational force uh volcanoes earth magnetism answer is volcanoes which type of volcanic eruptions have caused deccan trap formation flood which one of the following describes the lithosphere upper and lower mantle crust and core crust and upper mantle mantle and core the answer is crust and upper mantle 
वॉट आर बॉडी वेब्स बॉडी वेब्स आर वन ऑफ बेसिकली द टाइप्स ऑफ द अर्थक्विक वेब्स विच आर जनरेटेड ड्यू टू द रिलीज ऑफ एनर्जी एट द फोकस एंड मूव इन ऑल डिरेक्शंस ट्रैवलिंग थ्रू द बॉडी ऑफ द अर्थ हेंस अकॉर्डिंग टू इट्स नेम्स इट्स कॉल्ड बॉडी वेब्स देर आर टू टाइप्स ऑफ बॉडी वेब्स पी एंड एस वेब्स द पी वेब्स आर द फास्टर वन एंड हेंस रीच टू द सर्फेस फास्टर एंड द सेकेंड एंड ऑल्सो नोन एज प्राइमरी वेब्स and s waves that move slower and pass only through the solid materials and reach to the uh, surface later and also are known as secondary waves name the direct sources of information about the interior of the earth the most easily available solid earth material is the surface rock or the rocks we get from the mining areas uh, second uh, like the so many projects are going on Uh, like the deep ocean drilling projects and the integrated ocean drilling projects these projects have provided large volume of information through the analysis of materials collected at different depths third is volcanic eruptions it forms another source of obtaining direct information when the molten ma- molten material or the magma thrown onto the surface of the earth during the volcanic eruption it becomes available for the laboratory analysis most of our knowledge about the interior of the earth is largely based on the estimates and in- inferences and hence this direct observations and the analysis of materials through this direct sources are helpful why do earthquake waves develop shadow zone earthquake waves get recorded in seismographs located at far off locations however there there exist specific some specific areas where the waves are not reported such a zone is called shadow zone For example, the zone between 105 degree and 145 degree from the epicenter was identified as shadow zone for both types of waves that is P and S waves. It was observed that the seismographs located at any distance within 105 degree from the epicenter recorded both P and S wave whereas the seismographs located beyond 145 degree from the epicenter just recorded P waves and not S waves. therefore the zone between the 105 and 145 degree from the epicenter were identified as shadow zones briefly explain the indirect sources of information of the interior of the earth other than those of seismic activity there in the indirect sources of information of the interior of the earth are temperature pressure and density this increases with increasing distance from the surface towards the interior of the deeper depths the rate of a change of temperature pressure and density are known knowing the total thickness of the earth scientists have estimated the values of temperature pressure and the density of materials at different depths meteors these are not from the interior of the earth but the material and the structure observed in the meteors are similar to that of the earth this makes them another source of indirect information about the interior of the earth gravitational force it is greater near the poles and less at the equator the gravity values also differ according to the mass of the material the uneven distribution of the mass of the material within the earth influences this value magnetic field magnetic survey also provide information about the distribution of magnetic material in the crustal portion and thus provide information about the distribution of the material in this part what are the effects of propagation of earthquake waves on the rock mass through which they travel the earthquake waves cause vibration in the body of the rocks through which they pass p waves vibrate parallel to the direction of the wave this exerts pressure on the material in the direction of the propagation as a result it creates density differences in the material leading to stretching and squeezing of the material other three waves vibrate perpendicular to the direction of propagation the direction of vibrations of a wave is perpendicular to the wave direction in the vertical plane hence they create curves and crests in the material through which they pass what do you understand by intrusive forms Brief, briefly describe various intrusive forms the lava that is released during the volcanic eruptions cools within the crustal portions assumes different forms these forms are called intrusive forms various intrusive forms are batholiths laccoliths lapoliths pacoliths seals dikes batholiths is a large body of magnetic material that cools in the deeper depth of the crust developed in the form of large domes 
they occurs after the denudational process these are the cooled portion of magma chambers these are also known as the granitic bodies next is laccoliths these are the large dome shaped intrusive bodies with a level base and connected by a pipe like conduit from below it is resembles the surface volcanic domes of composite volcano only these are located at deeper depths lapoliths as and when the volcano moves upward a portion of the same way tends to move in a horizontal direction wherever it finds a weak plane it may get rested in different forms in case it develops a saucer shape concave to the sky body it is called lapoliths facolith is a wavy mass of intrusive rocks that is found at the base of the synclines or at the top of the anticline in folded igneous country such wavy material have a definite content to source beneath in the form of magma chambers subsequently they are developed as bacoliths batholiths and these are mainly called facoliths shales the near horizontal bodies of intrusive igneous rocks are called shale or sheet depending on the thickness of the material the thinner ones are called sheet and uh, the thick horizontal deposits are called shales dikes when the lava makes its way through cracks and the fissures developed in the land it solidifies almost perpendicular to the ground it gets cooled in the same position to develop a wall like structure such structures are called dikes these are most commonly found in the western maharashtra areas and led to the development of the deccan traps too thank you